0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, your host, and I am grateful you have joined us. If you have been a loyal listener, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for returning. It tells me that what we are putting out to you is providing value And if you are a news listener, thank you again for joining us. I want to make sure that we continue to provide you interesting insights that will help you navigate your career and situation with confidence. So let's just get right to it. I do want to share a bit of an update for you. Those of you who have been listening have realized that I have been going through a trying time. This is the last time we're going to bring it up. Uh, If nothing else, foreclosure. I have been talking about my dog, Reagan, who had gotten very sick, and unfortunately, he passed, for which we had Grieved quite a bit, and we are still in that process. But I just wanted to thank everybody out there who's expressed their sympathy on his passing. It's meant a lot to us as we celebrate his life and still feel the sadness. There is a void in our lives, but the memories make us smile. And as we exit this story that I've been sharing about my personal life, it does lead me into this week's topic about optimism, excitement, and time management, but more specifically, and it's important, how to create emotional consistency as a leader. So again, if you've been listening to me, it has been challenging. Even my producer said, Deb, you have had a lot of ums and ahs as you have been sharing the story. And yes, uh, I was in a place where I was Not necessarily consistent, but I was giving myself a little bit of grace and time to be in the moment and not always be on and strong for you. So we have to accept that. But, you know, as I think about you as a leader and what are some of the tools that you might need when we think about, you know, creating that emotional consistency, what that means is we become the energy that is needed by our team to keep things going. And, When we've overcome barriers or mental overloads, we need to infuse energy into the situation. We must find that mental fortitude to keep it going. And even when the team bears bad news to you, we have to behave with energy that can tackle it head on. We need to rally the troops and say, we got this and foster their creativity and intellectual horsepower to rise above and become better there is a differentiation. It is not firefighting, which can be negative energy and draining. And I know a lot of you know what that feels like. But instead, When we can create that emotional consistency, create optimism and be excited, it then becomes a positive energy and you know that collectively the team will climb the mountain. Now I know that sounds lofty, but it is so true. It takes some time to build this muscle, to move from a leader that just tries to survive another day. That is a manager. They help the people, hurry, scurry. They get through the issue. They high five. They go home completely drained and come back the next day and repeat. And over time, you will see the energy wane. But what we we need to do as a leader is be able to approach things a little bit differently Change our energy a little bit because we need to get people through whatever the change or challenge is at hand with optimism and excitement because that's what's going to keep teams going and doing it over and over again. But before we get into the details of this, I do want to share a story with you where I felt this and where my leadership was absolutely needed. So there was this client, and I love this client so much, and we were working towards a certification which took several months, and we arrived at the day for which they were going to say yes or no whether we were going to get that certificate. And I will tell you that we worked tirelessly to prepare the team We dotted I's, crossed the T's, and we came up short with a minor finding. And the team was devastated. (laughs) One piece of paper was missing with a particular sign off. And while there was a good explanation for this minor deviation, the standard was quite clear that if there is a deviation from what we say we do, it is a minor nonconformance. Now, it wasn't a full system breakdown. It wasn't a crisis. But, you know, we did not receive the certification on our first try. And it was clear. It was clear that it was going to be delayed. And I reflect back and I look at the body language of the people and they were somewhat devastated. They were a bit emotional and I was as well but I knew the process that needed to go through to do a thorough investigation into the matter, correct the deviation, of course, and then set up a system to error-proof in the future and create a path forward. I knew that, but the team didn't understand it at the time. So while the team was down, I had renewed energy because I knew what needed to be done for the team. And as soon as the auditor left, within a few hours, we cleared the table. I mean, it became a war room. We cleared the table. We created a well-defined problem statement. We did a detailed root cause analysis, and I'll pause there. I'm really good at this. (laughs) Clarity amidst chaos is a super strength of mine. So if you ever need some help, I am really good at identifying problems and helping you get to the root cause. So back to the story. (laughs) And we then developed a really great solution that error-proofed it, set people up for success. And we were able to write down and create our response within a couple hours and got it right back within a few days, back to the auditor, who within Three weeks' time says we achieved the certification and we were able to move forward. And it was such a relief. But I will tell you, if I had to look at the team that I was trying to lead, oh my, (laughs) they were just upset. They were on the verge of blaming, but they had a good culture to say, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? They took their energy. They were can-do people. What do we need to do to fix this? Which was great. I am so grateful for the clients that I work with that have these kinds of positive can-do attitudes, even amidst the chaos and disappointment. So the point of the story of sharing this with you is the team was down, but I as the leader could see a path forward And it was up to me to energize the team through this challenge for which their pride showed through once we got that certification. But I turn back to you a little bit. I mean, I don't know if this sounds familiar, and I want you to be able to see clearly the difference between hitting a crisis or situation head on as a firefighter. Versus looking at a situation and breaking it down systematically into pieces and having a vision to know we're going to get through this, we're going to charge up that mountain, et cetera. It's a different kind of energy that you need to show and display to your team. This differentiates not so good leaders. And great leaders, because people will remember, and you've heard this before, will remember how you made them feel. And if you can approach it that gives you that optimism and excitement, we can do that. you' are going to become a leader worth following. whether you are the C-suite leader or somebody that aspires to it, just know it is your responsibility to be consistent and steady, etc. So I turn to you, and have you had these experiences? Really, think. Have you? Raise a hands. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you been there? I want you to reflect on that because as we think about those situations where maybe you weren't at your best, maybe you fell into the firefighting mode, maybe the team was drained afterwards, I want to be able to provide you a framework so that you can lead successfully. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that a recent study showed nearly sixty percent of leaders feel depleted at the end of the day. And this feeling is a key indicator of burnout and makes it difficult to lead and inspire others. If you've ever experienced that restless exhaustion, you know why CEOs are amongst the most likely candidates for experiencing job frustration. I wrote the CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track, to confront those feelings and create a plan that is sustainable for you and your organization. I created a seven point assessment that will help you figure out your problems in days, not months. And it includes so many resources, worksheets, videos, and much, much more. If this is you, please head over to my website, dropinceo.com, and click on my products, the CEO's Compass, and order yours on Amazon or other outlets. And now, back to the conversation. So here's the framework. Again, it's about that emotional consistency we have as a leader It is so easy to get caught up in the details and firefinding and just go down that spiral and be in the same place that your team is. And I will tell you, you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to talk about a lot of things. You're going to leave the room, maybe without any solutions, people feeling a little bit lost. You're going to rinse and repeat, come back again, and maybe, maybe, maybe you will eventually get to resolution, but you will be drained. But I promise you, if you approach it with a slightly different framework. And if you hear my voice slowing down, there is a theme here to slow things down in order to get to things faster, hence better time management, but you do it in a methodical way and people feel good for it. So the framework, take a breath. (laughs) I should be starting to give breathing lessons (laughs) because I think I start out a lot of these frameworks where I say pause, reflect, and breathe. But by breathing, you slow things down, and you slow it down to the point that you can take a moment for yourself for clarity before jumping in. And then, as a leader, you listen and ask clarifying questions. Again, it slows down the process so that people can organize their thoughts and come forth with the information you need to process what they're saying and again, I'm very, very deliberate about slowing things down. Now, this is hard for a Jersey girl that likes to talk fast. So I'm slowing it down. Breathe, slow it down, and start listening and ask clarifying questions. Do not be the answer person. Do not start jumping into the conversation. And then once it's all laid out there, ask for their opinion or how to address and continue to listen in a methodical pace. Notice my voice is slow and steady despite the chaos. And then the next step is with clarity, come forward and clarify the problem as you have reframed it. and a path forward based on the collective input of everybody. You become the last to speak, but when you do, you come forth with great wisdom and the calm in your voice and the deliberate delivery of a problem statement and a path forward is calming. And finally, ask, how can you help with the next steps? It's very calming and deliberate and it exudes confidence. What this framework does is it slows things down for you and the team. You remain calm because you're buying some time to think and process. Your team will feel a sense of calm because you're not reacting as they may be in the moment, but instead responding responsibly with steadfast confidence on the course of action. The consistent calm and clarity is a person who will then exude optimism and excitement to move on to the next step. Now, a quick little story. <laughs> and the way I have learned this, and I said, Oh, this is a superpower. Someone in a previous role once said to me that my voice was so calming despite the chaos, and they said that it helped them to get through the issue. So again, there you have it. Slow it down. Listen and clarify. Ask for input. Ask for solutions. Clarify the path forward and how can you help. It moves it away from the firefighting to a controlled set of circumstances for which your team, who are amazingly smart people, can say, okay, we can do that. And you've broken it down, slowed down the process for which when people go away, they are energized and excited to have something in their control and what they can do about the situation at hand. And so I share that with you because I think it is so strong as a leader to take things slow in order to speed things up. And again, I stole that from somebody else, but it is so true. And so I turn to you, Tag, you're it. (laughs) It is the time for action. Listen to this podcast again. Listen to what I said. If it made sense to you, write it down, put it on a post-it note, put it aside go back to your meeting and your business, come back to it tomorrow and say, what can you do now or in the next situation to be able to be that calm and collect leader, to move people through a situation and people leave optimistic and excited and have pride in the work they do. Again, our role as a leader is to elevate the people. So I expect and hope that you take what I share with you and do something with it in the next week or so. Tell others what you're trying. Ask for feedback on how it has made a difference. And by the way, maybe, maybe, maybe you know these skills. I'm excited if you do. But we as leaders need to elevate the collective. If there's somebody in your network, on your team, in your business unit that is struggling as a firefighter and there is negative energy, we want to help them share with them this episode. Please share this. Don't keep it a secret. If you found value and there is somebody that needs it out there, I ask for you to share this and elevate other people. But if it is you, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Deborah A. Coviello, the Drop-In CEO, or visit my website, dropinceo.com. Click on connect with me. I would love to have a conversation, listen to your situation, and maybe I can impart some ideas that will help you move forward. And I also offer to you, if you go to the website, click on products, the drop-in collective, my twice-a-month forum for which we bring leaders together. We network with like people. There's an educational component and complimentary free spot coaching. I know that was redundant. Complimentary coaching for your situation. If And the collective, not just me, the collective, your new network of colleagues may help you find your way out of the situation. And so there you have it. I'm going to slow it down a little bit. Think about your situation. I hope this was valuable and you can apply what you have learned or share with others if you think they can value this information. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Drop-In CEO podcast where week after week, I love sharing guests with you that impart their insights with you, C-suite leaders, aspiring C-suite leaders, but also thank you for visiting my once a week solo podcast episodes where I get to have a conversation with you. And with that, I simply want to say thank you and I wish you continued success and be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this episode valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who would find it useful and inspiring. Your support allows me to keep sharing insights and inspiration to leaders who are working their way to the C-suite. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO services, go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet, I wish you well and much success.